Hi guys, I'm McGann and welcome back to There I Read It on the Fangirl channel. Today I'm going over chapter 7, I think it is, The Sorting Hat. And if somehow that chapter does not ring a bell for you at all, it is when they go into the great dining hall area and The Sorting Hat puts all the newbies in their houses. And I've got a fair amount of notes on this, so let's get to it. So the kids are going to what is called the Startup Term Banquet, and that is where the Sorting Hat is going to take all the first year kids and tell them, you're going to be Ravenclaw, you're going to be Hufflepuff, you know, that stuff. And I didn't know this before, but if you're in the same house, then you are in the same classes, the same dorm, and your free time is all in the same house common room. I wouldn't have expected it to be that closed off. That's, um, that's a lot more like a sorority or fraternity than I would have expected. And I know I'm being told not to compare with the movies too much, but maybe the movies just mixed in the kids so that you'd recognize the ones who are supposed to be familiar more. But yeah, I, I would have thought the classes would be mixed up and that they'd maybe have a larger common area that the kids in different houses could intermingle. It seems weird to keep them that isolated. And the house cup, which goes to whichever house earns the most points at the end of the year, they said you earn points for whatever is considered a triumph and you lose points for rule breaking. And then for a second there, Harry talks about something in his original school back in the muggle world and that he had turned his teacher's hair blue, which stood out curiously because Ron was trying to turn his rat blonde in the last chapter and couldn't manage it. But then, uh, oh, no one knows what the sorting hat ceremony will be. And I know in the last video I mentioned that it seemed like the first year's getting on the boat was for this big grandeur thing. Well, apparently it's to be able to compartmentalize them so that they don't know what's going on in the other room. So you have all these, what are they, seventh, sixth graders, and they're just like horrified and thinking the worst things possible because none of them know what the sorting hat is or how it works. And apparently all that Ron even knew from having five older brothers is that Fred told him it would hurt a lot. So he got everybody kind of twerked up there. And Hermione's sitting there going over all the spells that she's figured out already so that she can pass this test. So it's really freaking Harry out. And while they're sitting there already freaking out, I mean, what better time for about 20 ghosts to appear? And two of those ghosts are arguing with each other about Peeves not really being a ghost. And then later at the chapter, they reveal he's a poltergeist. I know poltergeists are troublemakers, but wouldn't they technically be ghosts as well? Or are they just considered to be demonic? I remember that old game on the Sega Genesis poltergeist where he was literally tormenting this family because they killed him as a person. And then in the movie poltergeist, by the second or third one, they revealed that the poltergeist was actually... I think his name was Kane, like this dude that was a religious zealot crazy dude. So I feel like he's not really even a ghost is not accurate. You know, all poltergeists are ghosts, but not all ghosts are poltergeists. That's how I see it in my head. Uh, if you guys see something different, let me know because you have probably read ahead farther than I have. Oh, and finally, we have a moment of Hufflepuff pride here when the ghost briar says that he is the house ghost for Hufflepuff. And uh, that really makes me wonder, how do you become a house ghost? Because if it's one for each house, why were there an extra 16 ghosts hanging out in the hallway there? And then I tediously put down all the names of the first years that they announced in the book. So we have Hannah Abbott, who was the first to be sorted. She went to Hufflepuff and so did Susan Bones. Terry Boot went to Ravenclaw and so did Mandy Brocklehurst. 
Lavender Brown went to Gryffindor, Millicent Bolstrode went to Slytherin, and Justin Finch Fletchley went to Hufflepuff, Seamus Finnegan went to Gryffindor, Hermione Granger went to Gryffindor, along with Neville Longbottom, Moray McDougall, they said the name but did not say what house he or she went into. I don't, I don't, I don't recognize the name Moray or Morig, Morag. Now I can't read my own handwriting. Draco Malfoy went to Slytherin. Moon, Knot, Parkinson, and two Patels, along with a Sally Ann Perkins, were called out in the book and we weren't told anything about what house they went to. Then it was Harry Potter's turn and of course he had a little round and round with the sorting hat which was apparently all thoughts in his mind. He didn't actually say not Slytherin, not Slytherin. He was like thinking it and the hat knew what he was thinking which is an extra level of creepy to me. But the sorting hat's like you sure you don't want to go to Slytherin? They could really help you with your potential and all your you know life dreams. All right fine then if you're sure Gryffindor and he goes over there and one of the ghosts touch him and it's apparently like a bucket of ice water. Then they finish out the students who had been alphabetical and it seems like we have glossed over a few between the P's and the T's. But Dean Thomas gets called into Gryffindor too and for some reason they specifically mention that he's a black kid. And unless that means something else in the UK, he was very notably described as being black. It reminds me of an issue a few years ago when I think it was the Cursed Child started on Broadway or whatever the heck the UK version of that is. And I remember people just flipping out that Hermione had been cast as a black lady and JK Rowling was like, oh, well, if you read the description I wrote down, it says like a messy hair and this and that, but it never says a skin color. You put the skin color in there. And I just remember thinking, is she absolutely crazy? Because her sketches of these characters have been released and Hermione was not drawn as a black girl back then. And so for her to call Dean Thomas specifically black, that means that she never intended Hermione to be that as well, or she would have very specifically stated that too. And just to be clear, that is not to argue that that actress shouldn't have been cast in that play or anything like that. It's just sort of the hypocrisy of it. The, oh, well, you just didn't catch on. You made assumptions. Like, no, that's deliberately what you led us to believe. Not to mention, I mean, I'm pretty sure Rowling was very, very connected to what was happening in the movies and the casting and all of that. So if Hermione was supposed to be a black British girl, wouldn't they have casted her as such in the films? Yes, they would have. But it's theater. It's meant to challenge you and make you think and do things that are different. And that's fine. But that pretentiousness... That pretentiousness. Okay, back to the list. We had Lisa Turnpen, which goes to Ravenclaw. Ron Weasley gets into Gryffindor, which is a big relief. And then Blaze Zabini is in Slytherin, and that's apparently all of them. Then Dumbledore decides to say a few words, which are nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak. I have a suspicion that those words might be relevant later. Then Harry gets involved with a conversation with Sir Nicholas de Mimsey. Corpington, who has been dead for 500 years and apparently living at Hogwarts the entire time. Then they mention that Slytherin has had the House Cup for six years in a row and it's the longest Gryffindor has gone without winning. And that does make me curious between the Fat Friar, Nearly Headless Nick, and the Bloody Baron, it seems like we have one ghost per house. So again, what's going on with those other 
16-ish that were roaming the hall. And how does one exactly become a ghost at Hogwarts? Do you just die there and then your soul is trapped in the building forever? Like there's a magical barrier you can't pass on to the other side? I mean, it would have to be something like that. Otherwise, there would be Lily and James Potter hanging around Hogwarts right now. So obviously the ghosts can't come and go as they please and there has to be some kind of special stipulation. I just am not really clear what that is. Oh, and now we get a little bit more backstory into Neville, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, Neville was thought to be all muggle until he was about eight years old, but his family was still worried that he was not going to be magic enough to be able to come to Hogwarts. So that's very curious considering they will invite people who are born to two muggle parents and obviously their magic might not be that strong if it's not a family bloodline thing. But this is another wizarding world example of classism and discrimination. So even if you are magic and you've done everything right and you could potentially do well at Hogwarts, you still might not make the cut. Then the kids start looking over the teachers and there's Snape that teaches potions, but he wants Quirrell's job of the dark arts or defense against the dark arts. <laughs> defense against the dark arts. Snape wants that job. And Dumbledore mentions that the forest on the grounds is forbidden. So I can almost guarantee you where exactly Harry's gonna end up. And Dumbledore says that the third floor corridor on the right hand side should be avoided unless you want to die a very painful death and he doesn't go into any more detail and that annoys uh, Percy the prefect. Still not really used to that word. And then the banquet's over and the kids are all full and they have to be led off to the dorms for each house and apparently the Gryffindor password is Kaput Draconis. Kaput Draconis. And then the kids pass out quickly and Harry has a dream that Quirrell's turban is on his head telling Harry that he needs to transfer to Slytherin right away. It's a huge mistake to be in Gryffindor. And it's his destiny to be in Slytherin and that keeps going and going until there's a burst of green light and Harry wakes up remembering nothing. Which is weird. And those are all my notes for this chapter and the next chapter will be the Potions Master. Oh my gosh you guys you know what I actually almost forgot. I had seen uh, songs in these chapters so I was gonna I was gonna take a crack at it. Where are you? Okay, here we go. The Sorting Hat song, I think. Oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't judge on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter hat than me. You can keep your bowlers black, your top hat sleek and tall. For I'm the Hogwarts Sorting Hat and I can cap them all. There's nothing hidden in your head the Sorting Hat can't see. So try me on it, I will tell you where you want to be. You might belong in Gryffindor, where dr- <laughs> I can't get it. You might belong in Gryffindor, well- You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell- Where- Where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve their ends. So put me on, don't be afraid, and don't get in a flap. You're in safe hands, though I have none, for I'm a thinking cap. My battery died in the middle of that. 
Um, yeah, I have no idea what kind of tone is supposed to go in there, so I'm just, uh, I'm feeling it jaunty. And then, oh, there's also the Hogwarts school song, which apparently is sung any which way you feel like it. Let's see, let's try this the way that, uh, George and Fred would go about it. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Warty Hogwarts, teach us something please. Whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees, our heads could do with filling with some interesting stuff. For now they're bare and full of air, dead flies and bits of fluff. So teach us things worth knowing, bring back what we forgot. Just do your best, we'll do the rest, and learn until our brains all rot. Yeah, that was probably too fast for their little funeral march, but I don't know. I felt like I went too jaunty with the sorting hat, so we'd pull it down for the other song. <laughs> I, I will never not take an opportunity to sing something stupid and have fun with it, because it needs to be alive, these videos. They need room to breathe and have some fun. <laughs> I will say this book has grown on me a lot more than I expected it to. The first few chapters were just so trudgy, trudgy, trudgy. Let's get through it. Oh my gosh, I feel every word on every page. My dyslexia hurts. Whew. But once I got to Diagon Alley, I really, I noticed I'd get through, you know, two to four pages and not really realize that I had read that much, even though I was still struggling, <laughs> struggling. And, uh... Even though I was still doing the same amount of struggling and reading and rereading things over and over again, I actually just released my chapter one video yesterday, so I'm a little bit farther ahead than you guys are watching it, so I have a nice safe buffer in there. But a lot of people were like, hey, yeah, just get the audiobook, then you can get through this like a breeze, no problem. And yeah, I mean, thank you for the recommendation. I'm sure there's going to be a part or many parts, especially when we get in the books that are like this thick, that I'm going to really not be able to keep up without an audiobook. But I have a lot of trouble getting it quiet enough around here so that I can hear it. And then keeping my focus on the audiobook so that I can properly, you know, pay attention and take notes. When I'm reading, it's very easy to stop reading and write something down. When you're listening to it, it's like you've got to hurry and do it. So even if I have my full focus and it's not getting to be a distraction at all, it's, it's, it gets to be a pain to try. Okay, I got to write down this quote. I want to write down this name. I want to write down this note and then it's already another paragraph ahead before I've finished writing. So I, I do, I appreciate your suggestions. I love you guys for trying to help me get through this, but I feel like for the most part I've, I've got to put in the work to read every syllable. But anyways, I hope you guys are having fun with this project as much as I am. I have seen that there have been some people not very happy that I started this project and all I can say is that I respect your choice to feel however it as you feel about it. Your feelings are completely valid and this really has been a project that I've been trying to get to for several years and it wasn't until quarantine that I could really put in the time and focus to get to this. So all around, yeah, it's some bad timing on my part and I get that, but I also have not enjoyed reading a book since probably middle school and I'm not gonna let anybody take that away from me, not even the author. But who knows, this will be released in about six weeks, so maybe at that point there will have been some kind of apology issued or something where this is better now. <sighs> kind of doubt it, but I can hope, I guess. Anyways, thank you guys for watching and we will see you in the next video.
Come on, come on, come on, come on. You can do it. I believe in you. Go, 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 go. Screen flow. Syncing audio in one, two, three. Ooh, look at me go. Look at me moving up in the world with my hat. Audio synced. Continue being stupid. Where they all have to be sorted into the sorting hat with into the. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self. And I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the about tab on my channel page and my most current PO box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members.